I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, episode 28, with my guest, Shannon Hernandez, the writing whisperer. So one of the things I'm working on this year, I built a mission statement, and my mission statement is to bring small groups of writers together in intimate settings to share words, good food, wine, coffee, and laughter and love. And it is a mission yeah, it's a mission statement I'm I'm living by, and I'm actually launching a nationwide tour this year. And so I put this out to the universe, and I thought I should really start on the East Coast since I'm here and figure out how to do this. <laughs> uh-huh. But I'll tell you, I put it out, and I have 10 hosts signed up, and I'm going to start touring the East Coast in April. And I'm really excited. And when I make it out to the West Coast, I would love to talk to you about possibly being a host and we could meet in person and do some cool writing stuff together. Oh, I can get behind that. Oh, I can get behind that. That's great. Yeah, count me in. You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast for sharing tips, inspiration, and expert interviews about therapeutic journaling would take this moment to say thank you for tuning in. And now, back to your host, Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to Journal Talk. This week, I'm pleased to introduce Shannon Hernandez, also known as the Writing Whisperer. One of her special talents is in helping people solidify the words that they use to connect with their audience. She's a leading voice in the world of authentic business writing, and she writes regularly for the Huffington Post. She also writes a regular column focused on journaling for Identity Magazine. And on a personal level, Shannon writes articles on a variety of topics, including fitness, education reform, the yogic lifestyle, vegetarian and vegan cooking, the healing power of journaling, and the importance of self-care and self-reflection. I'm so glad to have her on the show today. I have four segments of conversation to share with you, and in this first one, we learn a little about what it means to be a writing whisperer. Listen in. Well, welcome to Journal Talk. It's exciting to have you here and and share your your flavor of uh, the power of words. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Sure, sure. So, Shannon, can you tell us what it means to be a writing whisperer? What does that mean for you and and for others that you help? Right. So one of the reasons I adopted the name writing whisperer was because I, it was very clear to me that some people didn't want anyone to know that they were getting help with writing. And I've experienced this, you know, I teach college at the graduate level and I've taught eighth grade, and so a lot of people, this is just a really sticky area for them. So the first reason behind the writing whisperer was because people could remain anonymous. If, you know, I'm helping them with their blogging or their content marketing piece for their business, and they don't want anyone to know. So it's that confidentiality piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second part of it, which kind of evolved, you know, as our businesses evolve over time, was that I was actually able to whisper, so to speak, and coach people into finding their own voice and their own authentic language to express themselves. So it kind of mm-hmm. has a dual meaning there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is there an example of how you've done this, anyone that we would know about or a testimonial you could share? 
Yeah, there's lots of testimonials on my website. And, of course, everyone has the option. I give them the option. They can submit their name and their picture or they can be anonymous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have examples of both on there. But I think one of the biggest things that I hear over and over again is I've been able to give women business owners a voice in the crazy Internet market space, right, because it's just so busy. And I'm a firm believer that content marketing works. Using your voice to brand yourself in business works. I've done it with my own business in just a, a short time. And so that's really what I teach is using your voice in social media and in blogging. And then, of course, you, you other opportunities come, right? You can write for Huffington Post or some other magazines that you might want to contribute to. And um, that's really where my testimonials speak volumes is that I'm able to help people find that voice and express what it is that they do very clearly. Yes, yes, very nice. And I know that you weren't always doing this. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background and the decision you came to regarding the, the public school system last year? Sure. So last year, Hurricane Sandy came through in October, and mm-hmm. I was blessed with a week off of school. <laughs> I didn't have to report to school for the whole week. And I was sitting here in my house, and my husband was here. We we live in Brooklyn, so there was no way to get transportation into Manhattan. Mm. So we we were sitting here, and I said to my husband on the second day, I said, I've been given this week, and I'm going to figure out how to build a business because I cannot go back to the school system the next year, which would have been this school year. And he's like, well, babe, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I have four days left. <laughs> build a business. So what I did actually, this is where journaling came in, you know, as part of like sorting out these ideas is I literally took a piece of paper and I divided it down the middle and I wrote every single strength that I, I thought that I had over all the years of teaching all different kinds of people writing and different mm-hmm, levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then on the right hand side, I matched up what kind of service could I offer and who could I help with that? Mm. And That's kind of how my business was, I like to say, birthed (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. during Mm -hmm. the hurricane. And then I brought on a business coach and I brought on a virtual assistant and I like hit the ground running in November. But the reason I needed to get out of education was because, you know, I love teaching and a lot of what I do with the Writing Whisper is teaching, but it just, it's so political and it's so convoluted. And it's so screwed up and there's so many problems and it's all about testing and there's no creativity left anymore for teachers to actually go in and build those lessons that inspire us so much to teach and reach the students. Yeah, yeah. I was particularly moved when you shared the example, if you could speak again about, you know, feeling chained to the desk. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think I have a job to do as far as, educating people on what it's really like to be a teacher mm-hmm. because I think the general public does not get it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I still hear over and over, oh, teachers go to be a teacher so you can have all your summers off, which is not true. We don't have summers off. We're working. We're building lesson plans, and we're not getting paid for that, I might add, because <laughs> our salary mm-hmm. is based on the days that we're in the classroom or in the school building. Uh-huh. So that is part of it, but also what I realized is, you know, I would go to school and I'd look forward to my one 45-minute break a day. And you can imagine, I I taught 60 to 90 students a day, eighth graders. It's nonstop Mm -hmm. mental 
just stuff coming at you. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you're a counselor, you're a teacher, you're a parent. You're, there were numerous times I brought food to students who had no food at home so that they could eat lunch or breakfast that day. And, mm. you know, you look forward to your 45-minute break so you can recharge because you can't do everything to your best if you're mentally sure. not there. Sure, And sure. so, yeah, what would happen is the 45-minute break would get taken because somebody didn't show up for work. You know, maybe their kid was sick or they were sick. Those things happen. But there was no money for a substitute. You got told to cover a class. They threw a meeting in there. Some kid was having an emergency and you needed to sit with the, you know, the child and kind of like sort it out and work it out. And it was just way too much after 15 years mental and emotional drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hear the energy drain. I don't know how I would do it. Wow, that's amazing. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Journal Talk. Have you already subscribed on iTunes? You won't want to miss the next episode. Go to the iTunes store and search under Journal Talk. All one word. Click subscribe and get your Journal Talk delivered free. Thanks for subscribing. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. I'm sharing a dialogue that I had with the writing whisperer, Shannon Hernandez. And in this next segment, we get to learn a little bit more about her. One of the things that makes Shannon so unique is her story about leaving the public school system. And once she made up her mind to leave, she started keeping a journal of her experiences in the final countdown days of her employment. And you're going to hear how this decision alone truly demonstrates the power of the written word. I love the way she thinks about the big picture. You can hear in Shannon's story how it has universal impact. She's not just walking away from a failing system, but through her writing and by writing down her story, she's willing to bring the whole country together in a dialogue about how to repair the school system. Think about the challenges that you have faced in your life, or maybe that you're facing right now. Challenges maybe that you're going to face in the future. And what kind of an impact could you make if you took a little time each day to write down what's going on for you? A little time each day to record your thinking process, the decisions that you're making, the feelings that you're processing. Who knows how that might serve humanity in the future? Here's segment number two with Shannon Hernandez. Do you want to talk about the last 40 days in your, in your book project? Sure. I kept a journal on the final 40 days that I was in that classroom. And Mm -hmm. every day I wrote down things that happened, just like everyday things that happened. And I can't give it away, but something that should have never happened, happened. And it Mm. is in the book because it is a memoir of my final 40 days. And I can't leave that part out. (laughs) So um, there's something like really riveting that happened. And, you know, it wasn't a good way to end my career, but I felt really, really awesome being able to tell the story afterwards and, you know, give some perspective to what really is going on in the schools that people have no idea about. And Nathan, Uh one of the reasons, I think one of the biggest reasons now that I look back that I really needed to leave the classroom was because you cannot speak when you're employed about what's happening or they find a way to get rid of you. And so Mm -hmm. 
I needed to be a voice for education reform or education overhaul or whatever we need to call it that needs to happen. And the only way I could do that was to leave and write a book. And hopefully that book will be a catalyst for discussion across the country. Very good. Very good. I can't wait to to see the book or hear about it. Does it have a title yet? I have a working title. (laughs) It's a little long. I'm still working on it. Um, Okay. But the title is uh, somewhere along the lines of uh, my final 40 days in a public school classroom and why I walked from a failing system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, uh, it's powerful. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. And I love that, like you said, it is going to blend not just the story, but it's going to invite discussion. And the fact that it came from, of all things, a journaling exercise of your excitement of the last 40 days of being there, excitement or <laughs> repression, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably all of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. And then, so you left that, and congratulations, and 2014 is really looking up for you. Tell us about how you first became aware that you had this unique gift of helping people with their words. Yes, well, I was 16. I lived in a very small town in central Illinois, and there was no diversity to speak of in the town. It was mainly just all, like, Caucasian farming community. And I worked at a supermarket during high school, and a poultry plant had opened up within the town. And so there was an influx of immigrant workers that were coming in from Mexico to work at the poultry plant. And, of course, they brought their families, and they, you know, enrolled them in schools. And it was really a great learning experience for me because it was the first time that I realized, you know, they would come to the grocery store, and they didn't speak. English, obviously, and I didn't speak Spanish, so it was a very interesting way to try and learn to communicate with each other. (laughs) Mm. And I realized there was this barrier, right? If they needed something in the grocery store, I couldn't help them, and they were kind of relying on me to figure it out. I mean, I was an employee there, so basically I, you know, went home and I thought about this for a while, and what I ended up doing was signing up to be a volunteer for English as a Second Language program in my community. Mm-hmm. And after sports practice ended and the jobs ended, whatever time that I had left, I would walk through the town and go to these little, most of them lived in trailers. So they would gather, the women would gather three or four, someone would take care of the children, and I would teach them English as a Second Language mm-hmm. in their home. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was very rewarding experience. I think it was the first time I realized how much words meant to me as far as being able to communicate well, but also I think that's where I really learned like this gift of teaching and being able to teach others about the power of language. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Fascinating. And I think that also speaks to what a big heart that you have for, you know, being able to reach in and help people to express what's what's inside them, that you took the time to volunteer to, to do that. That's powerful. Thank you. Shannon, could you tell us about when you first started journaling and, and what was going on for you? First started journaling, I believe it was when I was about seven. I remember the teacher was Mrs. Henson, and she was my second grade teacher. (laughs) Mm. And one day she brought in uh, random pieces of cardboard and fabric scraps. 
maybe she was a quilter or seamstress or something. And we actually got to cut paper in half and make our own books and we covered it in fabric. And wow, wow. it was, yeah, it was the first time that I thought, wow, I can really make like every journal I ever want from here on. <laughs> Which probably is a testament to why I'm looking at my journals right now. I keep about seven active journals at one time and they all house different things. Ah, uh, okay. And it's, yeah, it's been a way that I can, you know, keep all my thoughts on one area kind of straight. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the original story. So we were able to write a story in that first little notebook. And it was about this little fuzzy bear that went to school. And mm-hmm. I still have that journal to this day. So wow. that was my wow. first experience with journaling. Very nice. Very nice. I can just imagine the, the quilting and the and bringing that all together and making such a, a precious thing, not just for the story that's in it, but that you created. It's like a you, you know, do-it-yourself book publishing for a seven-year-old. That's right. Would you like to be a guest on Journal Talk? To share your special flavor of journal writing techniques, send us an email at info, that's I-N-F-O, at writeforlife.us. We'd love for you to join this expanding community. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Thanks for tuning in to Journal Talk. I'm Nathan Oren, and I have the pleasure of speaking with Shannon Hernandez, the writing whisperer. And before I play my next segment of dialogue with her, I have another book review from my friend Albert Diaz-Cruz. Albert, what do you have for us? Hi, this is Albert Diaz-Cruz, and today I wanted to share with you another brief book review. This time, Christina Baldwin's one-to-one self-understanding through journal writing. This book is another classic from a well-known pioneer of journal writing practice and its genre. She encourages the writer to write his or her story with the idea that no one can tell your story like you can through keeping a diary or the journaling process. Remember that. Nathan, once again, I wanted to thank you for offering this time with me and for your listeners as well. Once again, this is Albert Diaz Cruz signing off until the next time, hoping that you will purchase Christina Baldwin's one-to-one self-understanding through journal writing, either through Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Thank you. Thanks, Albert. And you can check out Christina Baldwin's book, One-to-One, at your local library. And also, it's a great idea always to support your local small bookstores. And for your convenience, I've also put a link in the show summary notes for this episode on my website. If you use that link to purchase Christina Baldwin's book, One to One, on Amazon.com, then Journal Talk will get a tiny, tiny percentage of your purchase. And it's one way to feed your journaling habit and support Journal Talk at the same time. The web address is www.write the number four, life.us slash episode 28. I can't wait for you to hear about Shannon's upcoming project. She's combining her love of journal writing and her love of the outdoors in an experience that she's calling writing expeditions. We also had a great time talking about journaling with pencils and pens, and and you'll never guess how many active journal notebooks that Shannon has going on at all times. Have a listen. 
Do you have some favorite hobbies you wanted to share? I do. I love um, being outside in nature, even in the cold, which I'm not really a cold person, but I live in Brooklyn, so I'm trying to embrace it (laughs) as I can. I have found really interesting things to do in the cold, so that's kind of like how I keep my sanity in the few months that I don't want to deal with going outside. We hike. We live right across from the the highest point in Brooklyn. There's a really beautiful cemetery over there. It's huge. In in fact, when we go over with our camera, we go over to kind of, you know, see what's blooming or sketch the trees or whatever it is that we're going to do. We have to put a pin in our phone on Google Maps that we can find our way (laughs) of the cemetery. So, yeah, a lot of hobbies seem to, to fall around things that are outside and we cycle, we kayak. Uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that New York City has a kayaking water map as well as like a bicycle map. There's so many waterways here that you can put your kayak in and just spend the day out on the water. So Wow, wow. I lived nature. there for two and a half years and I didn't realize that New York City had a kayaking map. That's amazing. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Wow, wow. Well, I, I appreciate your uh, love of nature and I think this would be an appropriate time to share about a sneak peek of a project that you have up your sleeve for the future? Yes, I have two projects, actually. We'll talk about the one that probably deals a little more with getting out. They're called Expeditions in Writing, and it's something that I've kind of launched this idea around that we're going to take writers out to experience life as it happens, whatever that could be, whether it's on a hike or it's on a kayak you know, really engaging the five senses. And most of those um, expeditions, I imagine, will take place out of doors. Mm-hmm, I'm also mm-hmm. developing a nature journaling course that will launch probably in the spring or summer. So, great. yeah, I just try and really think about what what I love and maybe how to incorporate that into journaling and writing. Mm-hmm. Which also then leads into the next project, which is a colleague and I are working on a book. We're gathering submissions for for writers and from writers of how Mm. they best take care of themselves and what tips and tricks and strategies writers use for self-care so that we can keep giving our best to our words. Really nice. really excited about that. That sounds great, like a self-care guide for writers. Yeah, I love that. Well, because, Nathan, don't you know that sometimes we get so involved, we're, like, sitting at our computer for hours, and you go to get up, and your neck's all creaky, and your back's all jacked <laughs> up, and yes. like, we need to take care of ourselves. Do you want to share the top two or three benefits that you've gotten from journaling, and anything else that's interesting about your journaling style? Sure. So, I mentioned a little bit earlier that I have about seven journals, and Mm -hmm. this is something I went to at the end of last year because what I realized is, like, if I did a client consultation, I would write it down, and then I'd think of a blog article, and then I'd write that on the next page, and then the next day I thought of, like, article for Huffington Post, and I'd write the notes, but what I realized is I couldn't remember where the client stuff was when I needed it or where oh, the Huffington yeah. Post stuff was when I I'm needed with it. you. I'm with you, sister. Okay, <laughs> good. So I'll give you my organization that I'm now teaching clients, and it's working wonders for me. 
I have a different journal for almost everything. So one journal is for fitness. I keep a fitness journal. It's just basic log of what I'm doing on what days and how I feel because, you know, when you're training for something too, it's important that you, you kind of are checking in with your body and you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little small, like moleskin notebook, actually, like a little three by five or four by six. Uh, okay. And I've labeled it with an address label on the front, a blank one. It says fitness journal. Then I have uh, one that I use for clients. Then I have one that I use for blogs. So any articles that come to my mind that I might want to write about for my blog, the outlines and the notes go in there. Uh, I have one for future business ideas that, you know, I haven't launched yet, but I need to, like, write it down somewhere so that I don't forget where it is Mm -hmm, (laughs) or mm -hmm. don't forget about it at all. And then I have a personal journal and then a daily meditation journal. So it's been really nice because if I – the only downside to this is when I travel, I'm packing all these journals. That's the only (laughs) downside I found. But besides that, it's kept everything organized. And Nathan, do you write with pencil or pen? I always want to ask people this in your journal. Always with, always with pen. There's an occasional time when I'll do colored pencils, but I have the Uniball Elite Vision. I forget what it's called. <laughs> it's my favorite pen. It's smooth. It's like, I think it's a gel pen probably. And I just, I buy a bunch of those at one time. So I get them at a good rate and I have them everywhere. And are <laughs> you right-handed you? or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay. I always like to ask that because my yeah. audience also says, yeah, but when you're left-handed, it smears it across the page. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, if you get the right pen, they, it dries quickly and doesn't smear. But, yeah, are you a left-handed okay. pencil writer? Uh, I'm a right-handed pencil writer. And oh. my pencil has to be pretty new with very sharp point and a very – one of those eraser caps that's, like, sharp at the end so that you can, like, be precise when you erase. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and I don't know. It, it just happened in the last year that I fell in love with pencils. I always wrote in pen. But in the last year, everything, I, I went and bought 24 pencils, sharpened them all, put eraser caps on them all, and that's what I've been using. Very nice. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. You, you inspired me to go try it, at least. You uh, may never like... go back to pen. <laughs> It's <laughs> hard to believe, but yeah, it's hard to believe, but I'll try it out. That sounds great. You got to carry a, a, a sharpener with you at all times, though, right? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> or just like, if you're paranoid like me, you just take like about eight pencils that are really sharp when you leave, so that <laughs> you have. You know what I think it is? It's like I spent all these years teaching. I had to use pen to grade, and so. I think, like, just having used pen for so long, and then yeah. also I never thought I could write with pencil because, you know, when you're a teacher and you go around and you you go to someone's desk and you help them, you pick up whatever they're using, and most of the students use the mechanical pencils, but I push way too hard, and the lead would break, and it would be like this joke in my classroom that I couldn't write with a pencil. <laughs> but I have pencils now, and I do use them all the time. Hey, guess what? Journal Talk now has a listener participation hotline. If you have a question or a comment, you can call Journal Talk and leave a message for Nathan or any of his guest journaling experts. Just call area code 805 
751-6280 and leave a message at the tone. We'd love to hear your ideas, suggestions, or even just a voice of support. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Many thanks for listening to Journal Talk. I have one last segment of conversation with Shannon Hernandez to share with you. And this one has a ton of ideas and goodies for you to try out. She shares a really great journaling exercise that she calls the Plus Delta Year in Review. I'll let her explain it. It's great. And Shannon also directs us to a whole bunch of freebies and resources that she makes available on her website. Get ready for some journaling goodness coming up in this segment. If you go to my website, which is www.thewritingwhisperer.com, there's a tab called goodies. And underneath the goodies is some freebies. And... There's a couple of really great resources there. If you're a blogger, you know, any kind of blogger, it doesn't matter what kind. I've written a guide to 52 different types of blog posts. So technically, you can have do something different every single week of the year, which wow. is really a great resource because, as you know, if you blog, it's like sometimes you're just sick of it. Like, <laughs> you just want to do something different. Um, so it gives you all kinds of ideas. The other one is, really geared towards journalers and it's called awaken the voice within and it's about finding your voice as a writer and there's some great exercises and coaching tips in there there's also under goodies you can sign up for the newsletter and stay connected with all the kind of journaling and business stuff that goes on in the writing whisper community and one of the things i love love the most is that i offer a free 20-minute consultation so people can click on the schedule button on the website and sign up for a consultation. I love talking mm. to people about their writing projects or their struggles or their successes mm-hmm. or whatever it is they want to discuss in that 20 minutes. It is one of my most favorite things to do. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. Do you want to give us an example of a journaling prompt or activity? Sure. One of the things that I started doing this year. I started this in December. I was calling it end of the year review. And I would make a plus delta chart. And so what you do is you take your piece of paper, you divide it in half. On the left side is the plus. So like all the great things about the topic or things that you're happy with. And then Mm -hmm. notice that I didn't say minus because that means negative, but delta, which is that little triangle and delta. Ah. Uh-huh, in the uh-huh. science world, <laughs> means what you'd like to change. Mm-hmm. And so I started focusing. I have one I'm actually going to share with you. I started focusing on different parts of my life uh, in the past year and moving forward with this year, what I thought was really working well and what I would like to change. And so I'm going to share just an excerpt with you from the topic I did was friendship, one of the topics. Okay, so nice. on the plus side, I have, I stayed in contact with my college girlfriends, which was a priority for me. Mm. And there was a core group of us that graduated with our biology degree in December of 2012. And we made a vow. We all live in Brooklyn and we made a vow that we were going to, no matter what, still get together once a month. And we did mm. that 
all year long. Wow. So that was a positive. And then another thing that's on my positive side is I had to let some friendships go that felt very one-sided. And mm. that was important for me because I'm, as you probably realize, like I'm a very open giving person. And if it's always a one-sided contact, it, it doesn't feel good to me on the other side. It's not like mm-hmm, a true friend. Mm-hmm. And then something I wrote on the Delta side is that I need, I would like to pick up the phone and call my friends more rather than text or use social media mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 2014. So yeah. these are called end of the year reviews. And I did one on friendship, family, the writing whisperer, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did he get to read it? He did, actually. Nice, <laughs> I said, nice. this is what we're going to talk about today at breakfast one morning. <laughs> um, and these are on my website. I actually did a blog post called How to Do an End of the Year Review. Review. So Super. There's a, it's, it's a really great technique. Very good. Shannon, thank you for, for sharing all that uh, great content. Tell us how uh, you mentioned your website thewritingwhisperer.com. Don't forget T-H-E in front of it, www.thewritingwhisperer.com. And uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience or have them consider? Sure. I just want uh, your audience to know that I am a very vocal brand in a good way. I answer on Facebook and Twitter and if you leave a comment on the blog, I, I thrive on interaction, so that's great. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of interesting, you know, I do free programs. I do free teleseminars, and I also do the Word Ambassador Circle, which I know that you were part of in January. So it's just a way to get people having fun with words and interacting and being self-reflective and all those good things. So there's lots that's offered that I would love for people to come on over and check out. Sounds perfect. Sounds perfect. Thanks so much for your time, Shannon, and for being on the show, and good luck to you. It sounds like you've got a great year stacked ahead of you, and I can't wait to uh, hear more about it. We'll definitely stay in touch. Thank you, Nathan, for having me. This has been wonderful and so much fun. Same here. Thank you, Shannon. Well, that wraps up another episode of Journal Talk. I welcome your thoughts or your questions on this episode. You can find the link for comments to this episode on my website. Just leave me a note at www.writethenumber4life.us slash episode 28. Or you can leave me a voice message about this episode at 1-805-751-6280. My last announcement today is that thanks to your feedback, I'm convinced to move to a weekly format. So hopefully next week, if all things go smoothly, I'll be collaborating with Mary McCarthy from CreateRightNow.com on a new question and answer format of Journal Talk. We're going to call it Journal Talk Q&A. Stay tuned for that next week. And meanwhile, keep on writing. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.writespelled.com.
W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk and for voting that this is the best health and fitness podcast 2013.